Streets and Scholars, Alex Alonso here with FG, bringing you guys another banger. What it do? What it do, FG? What it do? Man, what's what's going on with you, Alex? How your day going? Everything's cool. Everything's cool. Um, That's what's up. Yeah, let's uh, let's start off with uh, I think I made a mistake a couple a couple episodes ago when we we spoke about Proz from the Fugees. Mm-hmm. I think um, after he was found guilty of all that uh, money embezzlement and uh, other nefarious activities he was doing with the millions of dollars. I said he was taken into custody, but he was just seen. He was just seen at a Lauren Hill concert um, at, at a Roots event on stage uh, either uh, just a couple of days ago. So if he was just found guilty in the feds, FG, how is uh, Praz still able to be free right now? Well, you know, they trusted him with, you know, pre-trial. You know, he probably got assets put up, you know, for his bond. Um you know, they probably not worried about him running, you know, so they probably gave him the, the um, you know, the opportunity to go tie up some loose ends. He could have said he had some business dealings he had to tie up. You know, he didn't expect it to get found guilty. So, you know, he probably probably gave him a date for sentences and let him come uh, stay out there until he gets sentenced. So I'm sure that's what happened on his end. Now, that's probably, uh, was it common, not too common? I mean, if anybody from, let's say, the streets of L.A. is on a federal trial and they get found guilty, what's the chances that they say, uh, all right, puppet, uh, come back in a couple months to turn yourself in for this 20-year sentence? Well, you know, it's slim and none. You know, when it's, when it's, you're talking about an average person, you know, but when you talk about people who have millions of dollars in, in assets, you know, and things of that nature, you know, they tend to trust them a little more. You know, um, then not to mention he doesn't have a, a, a um, how can I put it? He got a financial crime, you know, so therefore, you know, they probably just not so worried about him as as it was if it was a drug crime or, you know, a, um, you know, bodily injury crime, you know. But like I say, when you got the millions of dollars to back them assets, man, you know, they'll let you hang out there for a minute. But, you know, um when it comes to a regular street, dude, we usually don't have those kind of assets to put up to 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 do it like that. And when we once we get found guilty, they take us into custody. So he he's getting some special privileges. But like I say, man, you know, he probably got the the funds to you know prove that he you know not gonna run on them. Yeah, um, I guess he's considered not a flight risk, and he should be turning himself in real soon. I, I don't have a sentencing date. Uh, I want to guess somewhere in August he's supposed to be sentenced. But um, hey, last last episode we we spoke about uh, Big Y, man. I, I gotta say he's a legendary a legendary hip hop icon from out of the eye. And um, it's been a week. I guess it's been about a week, man. Have you spoke to anybody? Spoke to any of the homies? Uh, had any conversations about the recent passing of Big Y? You know what I have, and I mean, not outside of, you know, everybody, you know, the, the West Coast, you know, L.A., Inglewood, you know, Compton-wise, you know, mourning, you know, over the loss of the homie. You know, he's been a staple in the community and, you know, in the Damu car for years. So, you know, he's represented, the, you know, the red team, you know, and did it the right way, you know. So um, outside of the homies being, you know, mourning the loss, you know, I haven't heard, like, you know, no extra details, man, you know. But uh, but it definitely was a loss on our end, man, you know, and uh, – and Big Y definitely was a staple on on the West Coast, you know. Yeah, and you said you were just bumping some of the relatives the other day. 
No, nah, no doubt. You know what I mean? They had really had some hits, man. You know, I was even asking my son, had he heard? And he was like, no. But when I got put on a song, oh, yeah, I heard that song. So a lot of times people don't know the, they know the song and don't know the artist, you know, when it comes to these young cats, you know. But anybody, you know, of age that been around, you done heard of the relatives, man. You know, they, they was putting it down, you know. So, uh, but yeah, man, you hate to see Big Y go, man, you know. But at the same time, um, we got a lot of homies out there, a lot of family members, you know, that that struggle with with um you know being a diabetic or you know certain uh, um illnesses and diseases man and we just gotta try to you know keep our health straight alex you know i'm really believing you know like i say health is wealth at this moment you know and and um we 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 way past middle age man so we gotta start taking care of ourselves a little better yeah man i was just checking out this um i was on big wise youtube channel the other day and um he actually went public with some of his health ailments uh, at about six years ago. And I want to play uh, a, a couple minutes. I want to play this clip of Big Y actually just speaking on what he was going through health wise. So uh, take a listen to this. Growing up, all I want to do is rap. Where I'm from, outside was a whole lot of bullshit. And I don't need deep strain in it. You know? That's just what it was. But then I tried to figure out a way. Alright. Let me use this bullshit I'm wrapped up in. Just try to get done what I need to do. And I spit these motherfucking rhymes. You know? It worked out for the most part. A lot of dreams start coming true. Me and my homeboys doing our thing. You know, shit. That shit was a blessing. A real blessing. I wouldn't trade it for the world. A lot of new things going on. Money. Having it your way. Then real big success kicked in. Once again... Somewhere along the way during all of that, I lost it. Lost control of myself. Started letting my health get the worst of me. Now look where I'm at. Having a little money and success made me lazy. It made my health take a turn for the worse. I was diagnosed with diabetes. Finding out I had diabetes was, that shit was some of the worst news, you know. I mean, I watched my family and people live with it for a while, you know what I mean, and you know, know how to handle it, you know what I mean? But it was new to me and it worried me, you know what I mean? But not only to deal with that, now I had to stick myself with needles every day and, you know, I mean, it's a struggle, man. I mean, I end up with blood clots. And somehow they travel to my lungs. And that almost cost me my life. Pulmonary embolism is basically a blood clot that can start off in your I leg. think this is a real um, interesting clip because it really kind of highlights 
not just big Y, but a whole lot of us be ignoring our health, FG, and we just be eating anything. We don't really be paying attention to what our body needs. Sometimes we ignore the signs when our body is telling us something. We kind of ignore it, especially as men. Um, right, what, right. What, have you ever been through any sort of a crisis like that health-wise with yourself? You know what, Alex? I haven't. You know what I mean? I've been having a bullet in my lung, though, since uh, 1993. I've always worried about it. I always worried that if, you know, um, it ever moved, you know, things of that nature. But I never had no real health issues, you know. Uh, fortunately, you know, I've been pretty good health. But, you know, I also, you know, um, when I started getting up into my 30s, I did start checking my health better. I started getting my blood work done, start, you know, looking at my cholesterol, my glucose levels, my sugars, my, you know, getting all the um, the necessary procedures done in order to see if I was on the path to, you know, uh, and, and and I've been fortunate, you know, but I have had family members, friends, you know, um, just lost a cousin recently, you know, uh, 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 diabetic complications, you know, and a lot of homies don't want to take the um, medication, Alex, because it messes with your um, um, your erectile situation. You know what I mean? So they don't want to take the medicine. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I get it. But at the same time, you know, sometimes you got to make a decision, man. You know, if I'm on, if I'm gonna stay alive, or if I'm gonna get my health better to where I can get off the medication, or um, you know, just be in a situation where it don't work, you know. So I do know that that's why some people don't take the medication because it's messing with your your, your body, you know. So, um, but weight, losing weight, you know, eating healthier. Sometimes it's just really in the family genes, but sometimes it's it's on you to 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 get your body right. Like you say, eat right and do shit like that, you know, but now nah, Alex, I've never had any health uh, scares, you know, fortunately for me, man, I've been, I've been lucky and blessed. Yeah, man. Uh, I would say for me, um, just going through some back pain for the last decade and not taking the medication because I don't, I'm scared of the medicine. I, I'd rather deal with the pain that. My yeah. Right. Right. Then the effects. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I haven't taken any of the medication that they, prescribed to me all they did was prescribe some painkillers that's it so right right so right. it ain't mandatory it ain't something that's um helping me i don't think it would help me but um but man when you talk about diabetes uh sickle cell and some of these other things mm -hmm. man and then you know it gets to some serious stuff man and and bro was only 49 years old man i want to tap in with um i want to tap in with with someone that knew him real well i know you knew him you knew him and uh, I, I didn't know him as well as you knew him i just I just mm -hmm. knew him from passing uh, here and there. I tried to get him to come on the channel a couple times, and um, it, it, he was—he's—he's he's actually kind of like um, not really interested. It's, it's crazy. He—he he had this incredible music career, career, but really wasn't interested in doing interviews that much. If you go look for his interviews, it's very few interviews right, that, that right. Y has ever gave. No doubt, you know what I mean? But like I say, you know, I did know him personally, man. You know, and like I say, every time I pulled up on him and every time we or every time we bumped into each other, it was all love, all good, you know. But like you say, yeah, you know, some people, Alex, they do, um, you know, they even boisterous because, you know, he was a boisterous homie. But at the same time, when it came to the interview, some homies, uh, uh, you know, and, and just people, period, you know, uh, don't do them as often, you know. But I uh, know he would have been a great interviewer, man, and because uh, – 
of the knowledge he had just coming up in the business, not only coming up in the business, but coming up in in, in the Crenshaw Mafias, you know. And uh, so at the same time, man, you know, he could have gave so much knowledge from his perspective, you know, the business and the streets, you know, somebody who did it real on both ends, you know. So he would have been a great interview. Yeah, let me give a call to, uh, let me see if Ant Dog will answer. Uh, this is a guy from out of Inglewood, and uh, I'm going to let him speak a little bit on, on Big Y. And yes, sir. You live right now, man. We were just talking about Big Y and and the impact he's had on hip hop, and and also we kind of talking a little bit about how how health is wealth. And I know you knew him better than uh, FG and myself. We're sitting here on Streets and Scholars, and we just wanted to get a a couple of words, man, on on Big Y. You but, know, I, I usually don't do little uh, podcasts or shows and stuff like this, but out of respect for you, I felt that. Uh, I needed to come on here for one because when you guys posted the other day that he had passed and I knew it wasn't so because I was at the hospital with him looking right at him and I called you and asked you, could you take that down? Immediately you did. And I appreciate you for that and I respect you for that. So I felt it was only right that I do come on here, you know, get the record right and straight that Big Y was still with us at the time. He is gone now, though, and, and health was the issue. And I think it's important that us as brothers out here, we need to understand that it ain't just the streets that's killing us, man. It's our health. And that's something a lot of us have, has overlooked. And I think we need to uh, we need to get back on, on our health tip, man, because I, not only did I just lose Big Y, I just lost my father to the same exact thing as Big Y. Uh, so I think it's important, man, that, that we don't just discuss shit in the streets. We need to discuss, discuss health about so we can live, man, because we we dying at an alarming rate, man. You know, and, and, and I think health is very important. So that's another reason I, I agree to speak with you today, because I think that's an important issue for all of us, because that could have been me or you. Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, FG and, I, and myself were just talking about the, the importance of health. Um, can you tell the listeners, um, you know, uh, a little bit about who you are and, and how you got to know Big Y real quick? Uh, well, I'm Ant Dog uh, from the city of Inglewood, and uh, Big Y is my uh, relative. Booker is my brother. Uh, that's my family, man. You know, that's my family. Big Y was more than just a rapper to me, dog. He was more than just a... Uh, a dude out of Inglewood, he was my people, and he was good people, and he was doing positive stuff in and for the community that a lot of people probably was never aware of. Of course, a lot of us are aware of, of him on banging on wax or being a part of the group, him and my brother, the relatives, and, and the Damu Riders, and so on. But uh, he also uh, created the group Cali Swag District, along with the homie Wacko. Uh, you know, these brothers, man, was really... Uh, positive for our communities, man, and it's, it's sad to see why it go. You know, thank God nobody took his life, but it's still sad to see him go because the brother was so positive in so many other different areas that I wish he had just taken a little bit more better care of his health, you know, but uh, but why was a father, you know, uh, uh, but why was a good man, he had a good heart, man, and he meant well, and Big Y was a lot smarter and a lot sharper than a lot of people knew that he was. And to be honest, a lot of the music you hear, including his own group and so on, Big Y was the man behind a lot of, he was the man behind a lot of this that kept us going, man. A lot of these dudes that's doing this uh, gangster rap, 
all out here now, all these dudes that want to be bloods and so on that's rapping. But where was they influence? You know? And then a lot of these dudes that's doing a lot of different style of rapping and in, 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 in entertainment, including Cali Swag District and so on, you know, they also uh, got that, you know, from Big Y. So so he was he was well rounded in many areas, man. And uh he's gonna be missed. He's definitely gonna be missed. No, I know you you um, pressed for time. I just got this last question. Um, Big Y posted a video six years ago where he kind of went public with his his battle with diabetes and the struggles that he was having. Um, what can you tell us about how he challenged his his diabetes during the last six years, and, and what actually was going on through, during that time? Well, what he did, the first thing he did is he got he started exercising. He got him a trainer. He started working out, you know, he, he did he did lose some pounds. He did a good he did a great job. Uh he was going pretty strong. But like a lot of us, you know, he fell off somewhat, you know, and uh, I noticed that sure the pounds was coming back. But he never really gave up, but he didn't push as hard as he should have. And we actually talked uh about two or three days before he went unconscious in the hospital. I was at the hospital with him and we talked and we talked about him getting back on his hip kick once he got out of that hospital. He needed to get back into training and working out like he was doing because it was helping him. He was starting to feel better, you know, live better, feel, you know, it was working for him. So we had that discussion, but unfortunately, he never made it out of the hospital to get back to that. Okay. And, um, I know that some people published his uh, information about his memorial, his uh, funeral. Is there anything you want to say on that, or is that private? Uh, I, no, I believe I need to say something on that, because we had a date set, and unfortunately it's not going to be the date that we set, which was the 21st of this month. Uh, the date and location and time will be changing. Uh, we will be announcing that soon. And I think it's important that we announce that because there's a lot of people that may be coming from out of town or the states or people right here in L.A. and Eaglewood that may be taking days off of work so they can be there. And we don't want people taking off and the funeral's not even going to be that day. So I think it's important that we get the message out that the funeral is, uh, is on hold until we get this new location and time uh, and date. Uh, I think it's important that the people are aware of that. Because, you know, we might have a lot of different celebrities and entertainers or what have you there. And we want to make sure that everybody has the right information about the time, date, location, and so on. So, yeah, it is important for the people to know that the funeral will not be on the 21st at 11 a.m. as it was supposed to be. The date and location has changed. Uh, we will put that out within the next couple of days. And I'll be sure to let you know so you can put the right information out also. All right, man. I appreciate you for tapping in with Streets and Scholars, and and I will definitely see you at the funeral. Most definitely, brother. Thank y'all, man. Thank y'all for uh, keeping it right. All right, man. Take care. Well, have a good one. All righty. Aunt Dog from out of Inglewood, who uh, grew up, you know, he grew up with him, basically, you know. So the funeral, uh, we don't have a date on that funeral, FG, but um, I'm definitely going to tap in when they when they get that date figured out nah no doubt no doubt that's what's up man he he was full of knowledge man he gave us a, a better insight man and i appreciate you putting that brother on the phone yeah man um all right so uh 
I wanted to talk about something else here. Um, you know, these the, the FBI and the LAPD, you know, they've been collaborating on different hoods and taking down different communities uh, for the last several years. This is nothing new. But just recently, uh, there's been another uh, another I, I don't know if this is a is it an indictment? Yeah, it was another indictment and another arrest of a bunch of guys from out of the harbor area. And I don't know if this was going on when, when you first got caught up in the feds, FG, but how long has the LAPD or the Compton PD or the sheriffs collaborate with the feds to, to, to do these operations? When, when you got caught up, was it a collaboration between the FBI and the locals or was it just the FBI on your head? Well, you know, it's, it's basically most of the time, Alex, it's almost basically a joint operation. And it's a joint operation because a lot of the shit you're doing is local shit that's happening. You know what I mean? If you're selling drugs on the street, if you got a you know a dope house, if you're doing something of that nature, then the, the local police going to know way before anybody else. So what happens is sometimes, you know, um, and I know this even from my case and way back to when, you know what I mean, a, a big homie Ducky and them Dave and them caught their case back in um in the early 90s, you know what I mean? The Compton Police Department, the Sheriff's Department, you know, they collaborate with the FBI and give the FBI a lot of the necessary information that they, they that they get. You know, a lot of times that when these dudes in these neighborhoods are, 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 are snitching and ratting, they really snitching and ratting to the local authorities. The local authorities then pass on their files and all their information to the FBI, and then the FBI you know, decides that it's, it's time, it's, it's enough evidence and it's time to, to stand on this. But most of the time, Alex, even if the sheriff or the police department is not mentioned, they truly really have a hand in a lot of the work that's done in, in these uh, neighborhood operations. Yeah, I noticed that certain neighborhoods get more attention from the feds than other neighborhoods, because I believe we just talked about this neighborhood, uh, Eastside Wilmus down there in the harbor area. Uh, they were just a bunch of them were just arrested by the feds in October. And here we are um, in 2023 and a bunch more of them are getting arrested. Uh, according to this article, it says here that the FBI served search warrants at locations throughout the South Bay and in Bakersfield. According to authorities, seven of those arrested are among 10 defendants named across three criminal complaints filed in Los Angeles federal court. One defendant is in state custody. Law enforcement continues to search for the three others. I'm assuming that these 10 guys are in MDC right now. Would that be correct? Uh, they should be. You know, they got a couple other facilities that they'll shoot you in. But for the most part, MDC is the, uh, you know, the spot that they'll throw you in. And also uh, they're charging these guys with it almost. It's almost every time someone's going to jail now, it's it's uh, fentanyl related. It says here um, charges unsealed alleged that they seized 23 straps, 57 pounds of meth, 23,000 fentanyl pills, and five pounds of powdered fentanyl, and then two pounds of cocaine. Uh, that sounds like Damn. that sounds like a life sentence, if I'm not mistaken. Hey, man, you know, they could build it up to be with all that, you know, right there, man, especially the fentanyl, you know what I mean? I just lost a cousin, you know, a, a day ago behind this, Alex, you know, and, and this fentanyl is really out there, you know, killing people. It then finally hit home, you know, unfortunately. But these dudes got caught with a lot of killing power, and that's how they're going to look at it. Yeah, let me, um, I got this clip from the local news here in Los Angeles, KCAL News, which is, uh, 
Channel 9 and Channel 2 here in The FBI and the LAPD say this afternoon, this morning, they arrested members of a harbor area gang with ties to the Mexican mafia. According to LAPD intelligence, members and associates of the Westside Wilmas and Eastside Wilmas uh, gangs were committing acts of violence and drug trafficking with ties to the Sinaloa cartel. They have allegiance and are under the control of the Mexican mafia and carry out the threats which have a stranglehold on the harbor community. The latest wave of the sting, known as Operation Wipeout, netted several arrests in federal and local charges. Charges ranging from narcotics possession and distribution to illegal firearms possession. The FBI says the local gangs do the bidding of the Mexican Mafia prison gang, carrying out orders made from inside jail cells. Now, here are the results of the Operation Wipeout. 11 arrests, seizures of 50 pounds of methamphetamine, 23,000 fentanyl pills, 5 pounds of powder fentanyl and 23 firearms, some of which were ghost guns. Agents still looking for two more fugitives in the case. Man, it seems like nowadays, maybe not in your day, FD, but it seems like nowadays it's almost impossible to get away with any street hustling, any little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of trafficking that a lot of people grew up doing in the 80s and 90s just to make a little bit of money, just to buy some food, put some food on the table. But nowadays, it just seems like it's almost impossible to do it. I mean, I agree with you on that, bro. You know what I mean? I mean, there's some people out there still, like I say, getting away with it. You know what I mean? I don't know, you know, how, but they are doing it, you know, on one end, um, everything you do, man, you have to deal with somebody. You know, if you're a drug dealer, you have to deal with customers. If you, you know, so that's where the problem come in, man. And it's like I say, it with the with the internet and all the technology, it makes snitching to where you don't have to go down to the police department no more. You know, you don't gotta, you know, be seen coming out the the, the police station. You know what I mean? You know, so um, people just turning people in left and right. So you're right. You know, I, I, I be telling dudes now. You know, back in the day, man, you could set up a weed house and running for years before the police came. You know, now, Alex, you set up a weed house right now. I mean, you may get a, a week or two out that thing. You know, they come. You know what I mean? So it's just that simple. Now, on the flip side, I can say this, too, as well. When we were coming up back in the day, Alex, and we grew up in the neighborhood, when we standing out on the block hustling, we know every neighbor on the street, and they know us since we were kids. So they was less likely and reluctant to call the police on us because they knew we were just hustling, and 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 we were we were kids of theirs. You know what I mean? Now, because of the demographics, where nobody know no too many people on their street, you know, it's it's easy for the neighbors to just see anything unusual, and they're gonna call the police. If too many cars coming in your house, you cannot be selling drugs. You could just have a whole bunch of bras because you a fly dude. They want to know what's going on over at your house, you know, and they will make that call to say something suspicious is going over there and it is and it's not. So, you know, with the with the society, you know, uh, turning everybody in, even if they don't know what's going on, it's hard to have a drug house or a weed spot or do anything illegal nowadays, man, because, you know, it, it's just that's what it is. Not to mention the jealousy and hate that you're doing better than the next dude. It's a cold game out there, man. I, I, hey, I had to go get a job, man. Hey, <laughs> yeah, you had to go get a job. <laughs> hey, but uh, hustling on the streets is a job too, man. But it's unfortunately the underground economy, which we you know what's crazy is the underground economy, uh, if you want to call it criminal enterprises, it actually is it, intertwined in with the legitimate economy. You know, why, how do you think yachts get get sold and Rolex watches get sold and and exotic cars get sold? A lot of that stuff is being purchased from money 
that's generated on the underground economy. So as much as law enforcement wants to press the issue on people involved in this criminal activity, it contributes to our economy in the United States in such a significant way. Nobody wants to have that conversation. No, no doubt. And that's a real conversation to have, Alex. I remember when I was at uh, Latuna, you know, and they took me out to prison and took me to uh, UTEP to the college to speak to a, a criminal justice class. You know what I mean? You know, I also used to, you know, go to um, high schools and, and, and things of that nature and speak to kids like that. But they took me to a criminal justice class one day, you know, and they act like they was trying to figure out why I did what I did, you know. But I had to bust them out right there in handcuffs and all. I said, check this out, you know. Now, you know, um, UTEP is in El Paso. You could see the border uh, from across the street. You know what I mean? So I say, listen, you know, y'all sitting up in here in some of these classes, when y'all had these parties at y'all house and your uncle come slide you that envelope to help you pay tuition or help you pay for some books, do y'all really know where that money coming from? Hell no, you don't. Man, I actually had some, I was on their ass so cold, man. I actually had some students shaking their head. You know, you, y'all getting drug money. You don't know what your uncle do. You know what I mean? You don't know what your, your grandpa do. They could have been in a drug trade many years. Now you're not doing anything illegal, but you are receiving some of those funds. And like I say, man, you know, this drug money, homie, fuels America. If you, you know, on the back end, you know, if you ask me, that's why, you know, not to get off topic, but that's why I don't think the dollar going nowhere no time soon. You know, shit, that drug money bring in billions and and, and, the, and the politicians know it just, you know, nobody talks about it. Yeah. Even during the prohibition time in the 1920s, when alcohol was illegal and you had big families like the Kennedys, the Kennedys was bootlegging. Um, basically, that's, no that's trafficking, you know. Yeah, and, no doubt. And, yeah, and the yeah. Kennedys are rich today because of some of the illegal activity they was doing in the um, back in the day. Um, New York City, all of New York City's skyscrapers, all of those buildings was built through illegal activities from the Mexican. I mean, not the Mexican mafia, the Italian mafia. They the, mm -hmm. the Italian mafia owned the concrete unions. They owned the glass unions. So how do you think you're going to build a building? And when they own the steel, the glass and the concrete unions. You're going through criminal mm -hmm. enterprises. So when you look at that New York City skyline, think of that that was all built through criminal enterprise. And even the city of Miami, all of that downtown Miami was built through cocaine money. So, you know, we, we can't we can't ignore the that the underground economy is contributing to things that the legitimate economy is uh, taking advantage of every single day. No, no doubt. It's just the fact that when they hit the street level, you know, and they get to the street criminals, you know, that's where the time get kicked in. You know what I mean? You know, they catching these boatloads of cocaine and, and heroin and all fentanyl and all kind of other drugs coming over, you know, and those guys getting the same 20 years as the dude who's selling a couple, you know, hundred dollars worth on the street. You know what I mean? So, of course, it's all a game, you know what I mean? As well as the prison system, you know. But uh, right now with this fentanyl, you know, if you go back to, you know, heroin, heroin didn't have bodies, you know, uh, cocaine, you know, people did cocaine forever and, 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 and didn't die. Now with this fentanyl, you know, is, you, you know, losing bodies left to right just off a, a mere small portion of it. And that's where I think some of the they ramping it up and and and, and going after these 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 drug dealers that's dealing with the fentanyl. And uh, and trying to bust their head open because this it, this really is a problem. The people just dropping off, dying, you know, just by taking a little bit of it. So yeah, man. So uh, 
It's unfortunately it's unfortunate that a lot of the black and brown that is involved in the underground economy, they get the most sentences. That's not to say a bunch of Italians and a bunch of other white gangsters didn't get maxed out either. But when it just comes to the average brother on the street corner, that's just at the low level. He's getting like the same sentence that that someone that a white person on the high level is getting. So it's just imbalanced when it comes to uh, prosecuting black and brown that are involved in this uh, criminal underworld. That, that this country heavily relies on. So, um, no, no doubt. No all doubt. right. Um, hey, man, YNW Melly is in trial right now, and they actually put the death penalty back on the table, man. Man, yeah, I heard about that. And uh, I, have a, I have a clip here of, of his mom. Let me see if I can play this clip of his mom. And it's just a bizarre, a bizarre case going on in Florida. And we're going to talk about the... Uh, the Travis Rudolph trial in a minute, because that's a, that was a, a, a case that had uh, I would say a very positive, a positive result. but I'm not so sure if YMW Melly is going to have the same result. And, I'm, and I say positive result. If you believed in his innocence, as, uh, as we did, uh, but if, <laughs> the prosecution definitely thought that was a negative result, but uh, let me play this clip of YMW Melly's mom. And hear what she had to say the other day. Broward Sheriff's Office definitely needs to be investigated. I mean, they they are making up their own rules. We've tried to go to court about this situation. The judge really doesn't have any uh, jurisdiction when it comes to the jail because we actually had a hearing about the mistreatment of him. And the jail kind of, they make their own rules. And I don't think that's fair because I know that they need to answer to someone too. My son has not been convicted of anything. And even other inmates that have been convicted or anything, they have the right to use a telephone. They have a right to just to be allowed to write letters to their loved ones, to receive their mail. They hold his mail. They don't give it to him. You know, it's just the things that they're doing. It's just, it's not right. I'm going to call the county commissioner. And anyone and write a letter to whoever I need to, you know, I'm gonna speak with my attorney as well to see who all we need to get involved in this to so that he can at least get his phone privileges back. I mean, it's Christmas uh, and Christmas Day is my birthday as well. I just want to hear my son's voice. All right. That's uh... That's like the the bare minimum. I just want to hear his voice. I just want to hear that he's okay. That's her complaining about the treatment that YMW Melly is getting in court. And uh, I mean, it's not there's nothing new. Uh, I'm sure that there's been many times that other people have been sitting in in their cells and and they're not able to make the phone calls they want. They're not getting their mail on time. Um, I'm sure you've experienced this firsthand. No, no doubt. You know, it happens, you know what I mean? Before mother to go on there, you know, and, and I mean, I'm. I, I I hear what she's saying. I hear her cries, but at the same time, you know, this what comes with it. You know, this what people want that criminal life. Then this what comes with it, bro. You know, I don't. He's not crying about it, but she is. You know what I mean, ma'am? You know, with all due respect, you got to go sit down and let the process play out. You know, this they don't play fair. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, it you on trial for a double murder. You know what I mean? You got the death sentence hanging over your head, which they just didn't, went and revoted on the death. Uh, uh, penalty sentence over there it used to be you needed uh 12 people to 
uh, vote to determine if you're going to get the death penalty. Now they change it to all you need is eight, Alex, eight out of the 12, man. And, you know, and, and, and so, you know, you got you looking at the death penalty now, you know, so you not getting some letters, you know, and I do know that the letters and calls and stuff, you know, kind of help keep you going. But in this case, man, you fighting for your life. You know, they're going to play those games with you. They're going to make sure that, you know, they try to mess with your head. You know, they're going to try to see if they can break you. You know what I mean? And and, 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 and so they may be doing the same lane to Portland, you know, and uh, one of them may break, Alex, you know, but in this situation, man, they probably going to see who, you know, like I say, if they can break them, you know, if not, they're going to, uh, 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 keep on messing with them and keep on doing the shit they doing, and you know. But I think they they start in trial, ain't they? Yeah, I think they're actually in the, in the middle of it. They they start in trial down there, um, right when Travis Rudolph, who was just acquitted, um, he ended his trial. But I don't know if uh, I don't know if if YNW Melly has some heavy hitter attorneys, and they don't. I don't think they have cameras in the courtroom for YNW Melly, so we ain't really gonna be able to tap in and actually see what's going on during the trial. I guess we're just going to have to rely on some of the news reports that are going to come out uh, after um, when the testimony begins. Um, but it's it's not looking good for YNW, Melly, man. No, it's definitely not, man. You know what I mean? I'm not going to count the dude out, but at the same time, man, he got a lot of, he got a real uphill battle. His, his situation is, is, is a hell of a lot different from Travis Rudolph. And, um, and, uh, he got an uphill battle all the way, you know, he's going to have to fight and, um, you know, um, I don't want to see him, you know, end up with the death penalty, man. But at the same time, man, he's, he's definitely going to have to fight, you know, now they talk about, you know, not letting him make calls, not letting him get certain mail, but I also believe he put out an album while he was in there. So it could not be just that they trying to treat him fucked up. It could just be that they trying to stop him from, you know, making some money from inside the jail. You know what I mean? So um, it could be a few situations outside of them just being shitty that they trying to not let him make his calls and not make him let him get his mail. So, uh, you know, it could be a, a number of details on that. All right. I got another clip here. Uh on a YNW Melly, take a listen to this. So, um, first off, basically, it wasn't just the judge who decided that eight to four, it was the Governor DeSantis. He made that new death penalty law. It went effect immediately once he passed the law. So, I mean, it is what it is. It's eight to four um, for the death penalty. The state chose not to drop the death penalty. Um, and she wanted to file a motion to implement that she wanted to go underneath these new guidelines. So it has nothing to do with, oh, they're making it easier for him to be found or made this new law. It's for anybody, Literally. not just for Melly. It's for anybody who is currently having a death penalty case. So is it fair? No. Absolutely not. It's basically like a knee-jerk decision from the Parkland shooting who, that was someone who, who really did deserve the death penalty, but that's nor here nor there. Um, so yeah, today we had more jury selection because the jury panel had to get death penalty, uh, death penalty qualified. Oh yeah. So that's what we did today. And basically as she was trying to explain to people about, you know, it's a death penalty case because she's trying to say like there's, uh, certain agitators, but she basically contradicts herself with the agitators because it's just all over the place. Cause it's a, it's gang. Welcome back to the channel. Once again, fam. YNW Melly is facing a possible death penalty as he sits in prison awaiting trial for murder, but he's passing the time by producing an album behind bars. The rapper had been working on just a matter of slime for the better part of the last eight months, 
Reportedly, he spent hours and hours on the phone, securing collabs with other rappers like Young Thug, Future, and Lil Uzi Vert. He's also spent a lot of time talking to sound engineers. Melly recorded his verses long before he was arrested and charged with two counts of first-degree murder over the shooting deaths of two friends. He's been locked up since February of 2019, and while he awaits trial in Broward County, Florida, where prosecutors are seeking the death penalty, the rapper has still been grinding. As for the meaning behind the album title, here's the story. Y&W had been unable to get a trial date for the murder case due to the COVID-19 pandemic shutting down the courts. But with things slowly but surely opening up again, Y&W feels it's, well, just a matter of time until he sees his court date. Check out what he had to say. Slime, they want you to explain, like, the video for Mount Melvin, like, I guess how you came up with it or what was your vision for it. They want to know. They want to know right now? Yeah, right now. That's one of the top requests. They, they, they can hear me? Yeah, they can hear you. They can hear you loud and clear. Yeah, like... Really, it's just the mind of Melvin. Like, I just wanted, I just wanted my fans to actually, you know what I'm saying. I know they know Melly, and I know they know, you know what I'm saying. What's really going on with Melly? But I wanted, I wanted them to actually, really like enter and get a a a, a realistic experience of the yeah, mind. Stop it there. I, I don't think a rapper has ever faced a death penalty before. Am I am I correct on that? Uh, shit, not that I can recall. I'm sure one may have, and and, and it could have been dropped, you know, late, you know, later on before trial began or something like that. But this prosecutor just filed paperwork to make sure that it falls under the new guideline. So she's definitely pushing for You know, um, I understand her circumstances. You know, for people that's not familiar with this case, allegedly, you know, he um, killed a couple of his friends and then shot the car up and made it seem like it was a drive-by shooting. You know, then drove him to the hospital. You know, so uh, forensics came back. They determined that they didn't feel that that was an adequate story. And uh, they took him and his, uh, his partner, Bortland, down, you know, and they, you know, they find a murder case from two friends, you know, that they allegedly killed. So um, I can understand why the st uh, state, you know, would uh, try to make this a death penalty case, you know. Um, um, so I'm just hoping, like I said, at the end of the day, man, you know, um, hope he, he didn't do it, you know, and he can get out and, you know, continue his career. You know, I don't know his music, all of that nature, but I do know a lot of the youngsters bump his shit though. <laughs> yeah. I, I was completely unaware of who this guy was until, until, uh, this case, until this case came up. Um, in fact, I, I talked about this before. I actually, I actually met bro and didn't know who he was. When I was at an event um, here in LA, and he was just there doing his thing, and uh, I'm gonna show a, I'm gonna show a quick clip of with this is this clip is crazy to me because I didn't know I had it, and someone brought it to my attention that remembered me being there, but I got YNW Melly, and then the guy that he's accused of one of the guys he's accused of killing on that day. Mm -hmm. um, let me uh, play this clip real quick. And it's, it's a YNW sack chaser is one of the guys that he's being accused of of killing. And this is just when he was in L.A. I think I shot this in I shot this little clip in 20, 2018. And in the mm -hmm. middle there is YNW Melly and all the way to the to the left of the screen with the black leather coat on is YNW sack chaser. And that's one of the guys he's accused of, of killing. And 
I'm Damn. not going to play this whole clip. You, I'll put a link to this in the show notes for all the podcast listeners. And uh, if you want to check this out, it's on my street TV platform. But I, I couldn't believe I was just, uh, you know, I pull out my camera and I'm always shooting. I saw these dudes doing their thing. And that's why I had W. Melly back in 2018 here in L.A. hanging out. And uh, mm-hmm. and, and uh, it's, it's just crazy that this guy here in the black leather coat right to his side is uh, one of the guys he's accused of killing. So I posted that uh, for people to check it out. Um, it still blows my mind that this guy is accused of killing two of his um, rap mates, basically. Right. Yeah, no doubt. You know what I mean? I don't know what the what what the situation was. I don't know what the beef was, if it was one, you know, but uh he's definitely accused of knocking him off. And uh like I say, you know, shooting up the car and then driving them to the, you know, when she said agitators and that, that could be one of them, you know what I mean? That you took the time to after you shot him, drove him to the hospital to make it seem like it was a, another situation allegedly. And um and um, so I could see that being a, a, a what she called an agitator right there, you know, special circumstances is, you know, what we call them here in California, you know. And um, so I could, I could see that the malice that they would feel that, you know, that took some 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 special kind of, uh, you know, grit to do. So, of course, they're going to try to knock him off with that death penalty, man. Yeah. And I want to let all the podcast listeners know whether you're listening on on Apple, Google, iHeart or uh, spotify i think spotify we have our largest audience um just tap into the show notes below and i have links to uh to the this video and you can check out uh some of the clips and uh i just want to just appreciate all the podcast listeners and if you're not listening to us on those big four podcast um spotify iheart um google and uh apple uh tap in with us and let us know where you're listening to us from. And we're just going to move on to, we're going to talk about the Travis Rudolph acquittal, FG. But before we talk about that acquittal, which we both we both nailed it um, on a, in the last episode. But before we talk about that acquittal, I want to talk about this topic of, of fake paperwork. This fake paperwork mm-hmm. topic is becoming a phenomenon. And it's, it's like a way to try to smut someone really quickly. And the reason why it's coming up again is because just recently a dude from the north, uh, uh, a North Daniel guy named Gunners Collective, who's known on YouTube, he presented some paperwork. He didn't create the paperwork. He got duped. He got duped into believing the paperwork, uh, which accused American Cholo of being a child molester, of messing with a 15-year-old. And it turns out it was all a lie. And what happened was... Someone took the paperwork of a real guy that had the same last name as American Cholo and then changed it and put his his first name on it um, and presented it as his paperwork. And my question to UFG is, have you ever even I'm talking about in the days when you was going through the system, have you ever heard of this idea of fake paperwork to smut somebody? You know what I've heard of it? You know, um, I heard. People trying to type up paperwork, people trying to pass off fake paperwork, you know, Uh, people trying to, um, you know, get over on people who don't know. One thing you have to realize and understand, Alex, is everybody don't know how to read paperwork. Some people can't decipher fake paperwork from real paperwork. You know what I mean? When I was going through my situation um, and and my paperwork was presented online, you know, people were talking about this was made up, you know, 82 pages of, you know what I mean? You know. Um, I could see one or two pages of it, you know, somebody making something up, but, you know, 
my situation, 82, who the hell got the time and date, you know, to do that. But on the flip side, yeah, people try to pass off some fake paperwork. But at the end of the day, if you don't know how to read the, you know, the FBI numbers that, you know, that that's on the paperwork, you know, there's a certain way they write up the paperwork. Now, state and federal paperwork is different. You know, um, the problem is that it's been pay- fake paperwork passed off. Uh, some people that lost their life has been stabbed up and had their ass beat over fake paperwork, you know. But for the people who do this shit, the people who try to, you know, uh, put this shit out there, you know what I mean? Um, that's it, that's that's a, that's a, a, a fucked up situation just based on, you know, you can get somebody hurt, you know, with some fake shit or just putting a jacket on somebody, period, especially when it comes to certain um, um, activities, you know what I mean? You know, when you put a rat. Uh, or child molester jacket on somebody, bro, and it's not true. You know, um, you know, bad news travel fast. You know what I mean? So you putting people in in a position where they can be hurt. You know, and, and things of that nature. And you know, um, like I say, before you pass some paperwork on. Go, go. You got so many avenues, Alex, you know what I mean? Pacer and, you know, so many other avenues, government uh, uh, avenues. Man, check that shit out, man. Stop just passing fake bullshit around. It can get somebody knocked off. Yeah. And and if anyone is being accused of molesting, that's one that's an easy thing to to check because you can go to Megan's Law website. It's a little different from like in your paperwork, FG. Uh, someone was accused of ratting as a CI. Now that's a little bit more trickier to to verify, right? You just can't verify right. a CI. But if someone is if no someone doubt. is accused of molesting, that could easily be verified on the website meganslaw.ca.gov. It is a very simple process. If you thought American Cholo was a was a chomo. Then all you got to do is put his name in the Megan's Law website and and see if his photo and name is in there. As simple as that. It's simple as that, but at the same time, you know, um, you got to look at it like this, too. I do believe that sometimes we get misinformation. You know what I mean? You know, we've done it here on the show before. Where we've, you know, we've been online, seen information that we deemed or, or figured it, it has some truth to it, and, and, and it didn't. You know, I mean, on, and these come from 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 reliable uh, uh, sources. I think we got something one time from from the Washington Post. Or, no, it was the L.A. Times. You know, and, and and it was false information. So you know, we will believe that something we got out the L.A. Times, you know, would be you know pretty much true. So we we spoke on. It. And it wasn't. So so I get that sometimes that. But when you talking about setting somebody out there, you know, when you talking about, you know, putting somebody, you know, a career um, uh, in jeopardy, when you talking about putting somebody life in jeopardy, you know, by putting some paperwork out there, I just really believe that, you know, it should be a source of discipline to come when you when the deem not to be true. You know what I mean? Because this shit is getting out of hand. You know, these dudes is on, you know, and, and I'm not pointing no finger at one dude. I'm talking about everybody on the net, man. You know, yeah, we can have false information on some, you know, uh, some some information that don't harm nobody. But when you're talking about some shit that'll harm somebody, homie, and calling somebody a child molester, definitely can motherfucking get somebody hurt or make me, you know, I, I, I you know, uh, um, I see Gil all the time on this show. You know what I mean? I know who American Cholo is. I spoke to him and, and you know, and, and, and me and Gil and chopped it up. But had he been a real uh, 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 child molester, then I'd be on his ass too. You know what I mean? You know, but, um, so, so, so with that, you know, like I say, I'm not saying that, you know, 
you know, uh, if it was true, a gun said gunner set him out or anybody else said it set him out, you know. But at the same time, man, in this situation with this paperwork, we got to check this shit thoroughly before you accuse somebody of some certain shit. Now, now, Gunner did go do a vid. He deleted the video and he did apologize. Um, but when you watch the original video, it seemed like he was just celebrating. He was just so happy that he had this smut on on American Cholo. My question is, do you think an apology for putting that type of jacket on somebody is enough? Because I, I believe sometimes apologies just ain't enough. Um, but but no, nah, but see, but, what, um, what about in this going. situation? No, nah, I believe that 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 that, that American Cholo had the right to be like, no, we got to get angry. <laughs> You know what I mean? You know, straight up, homie. You tried to set me out there like that. And this and this one thing about this internet thing and these dudes, that's where they at. You know what I mean? These dudes is 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 is, you know, in in, in, in North Carolina or in, in you know, in different cities and states that's that's not around. You know what I mean? Man, stop stop doing that shit because you hiding behind your computer at home, Alex. You know what I mean? I believe America Cholo got all the right in the world and and and, and the Southsiders will get on their boy head for that, you know, and his own people. You know what I mean? Because it could potentially bring heat, you know. Um, unfortunately, they up in the north, you know what I mean? So they could never meet or bump heads or nothing like that. But you know, us that's here in the city, Alex, that's out in the streets, I got to be mindful of what I say, you know, especially accusing somebody of something that they didn't do because I'm out. You know, I'm in the streets. You know what I mean? You know, I bump into people all the time, you know. Um, so so you got to be mindful with this shit, man. But I, I, if I was Gil, you know what I mean? Like I said, I'd be like, man, run that, you know, and, uh, and, and and let it be, you know. So, so but Gil got all the right in the world to feel how he feel. Now, here's um, there's a guy named Jorge Tejada that was born in 1943 that is accused of lewd and lascivious acts uh 1992 that was in this paperwork that was floating around and it's real paperwork but it wasn't it wasn't gill they just took uh jorge's name off the paperwork and put gill's name on the paperwork same last name mm. same last name different first name and it was as simple as that and i think that that the social media um and the apps make this easy look you know i'm gonna tell you something that i did i took I took this fake paperwork and I put it through a program to find out how it was manipulated. And one of the creators of the, whoever doctored it, the creator was Instagram. So that means someone used Instagram's editing tool to, to change mm -hmm. out names. And I think that let's mm -hmm. say 20 years ago, if you wanted to make fake paperwork, you, you, you needed to have like um, the best software. You had to have Photoshop on your computer. You need to knew, know how to manipulate the, the text. But today, right, you right. can just do this on your cell phone. You could literally pull up an image on your cell phone, delete what you want to delete, add in what you want to add in using either Instagram or some of these other apps. And I think we're going to continue to see people trying to smut their people's names with fake paperwork. No doubt, Alex. But see, the problem, what's going to happen is it's going to be so much fake paperwork out there that when the real paperwork comes through, nobody's going to believe it. You know what I mean? I saw that firsthand, man, when, you know, real paperwork, when they put that paperwork on the street, homie, you know, and, and it just people didn't want to believe it because they believed in who they believed in. You know what I mean? You know, uh, to this day, with all the, you know, different factors that that was involved, you know, some people still don't want to believe, it. you know. Uh, so that's what's going to make it bad. So then it's going to make it where paperwork is obsolete. 
you know, because they already trying, they already been stopped letting paperwork into the system. They arrayed your cell to try to find your paperwork to make you send it home because they wanted a facility with no paperwork. So when we used to have the paperwork parties, the checker do paperwork to make sure you were straight. They wanted to make sure that didn't nobody have paperwork. You know what I mean? So couldn't nobody check nobody paperwork. But I used to be on dudes ass so tough on me. You know, I had a P.O. box on the street, send it to the P.O. box and I'm going to have the homies go on the street, go get it and read it. Send you your mama send it to my or your girl send it to the p.o box the, my homie gonna go check it out and read it on the streets and we never had to have the paperwork so it's ways around it when you when you really own this shit unfortunately you know that um while you're on the street with all the technology you got you know you can have some paperwork homie that looks so believable and so real me personally if somebody slid me some paperwork at this moment i would have to use a government database to cooperate and make sure all this shit is the same before I would press a line like that. You know, if I don't have a dude saying FG, he read it on me, I know. Now, some dudes, I'm just going to take their word for it, Alex. You know what I mean? If you tell me such and such got on the stand on you, I'm going to believe you. You know what I mean? There's no reason for you to lie. You know, there's no reason for you to make that up. You know, um, you know, and you putting your life on the line as well by even saying, it, you know, so, um, but nowadays, as we see, you know, the rats outnumber everybody uh, anyway. But when it comes to that child molesting shit, man, that's a whole different thing that I believe a, a, a person with a child molester jacket, just to be honest with you, should get smashed on from all angles. You know what I mean? Because that's one thing I don't play about, man. I, I You know, uh, 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 that child molestation, homie. So to put a jacket on dude like that to try to mess up his career could be... I, like you say, he was gloating or this or that, you know, it could be because he's from the north or it just could be, you know, he want to put dude out of business. I don't know. But if if he, if he knew it was fake, then that was foul. But if he didn't, I, I got him, you know, I, I ain't mad at him for trying to expose a, a molester. You know, what well, I mean? he, he didn't know the paperwork was fake, but I think the problem was he already didn't like Gil. So what it did was it prevented him from doing his due diligence and checking and going to, let's say, um, Megan's law database. Like if someone tells me, if right. anyone tells me that such and such is a chomo, I'm the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pull it up on Megan's Megan's law database. It's, it's no and doubt. if you if you skip that process, that means you don't really care. You ain't really checking. No, right? no, no, no doubt. But at the same time, you know, if you send me some 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 information, Alex, about another uh, podcaster, another YouTuber, another somebody of that nature, then I'm a triple check it. You know what I mean? You know, just based on, you know, I know people like to see drama out here. I know they like to see, you know, people arguing and going back and forth. And and, and I'm definitely not with that shit. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm called a spade a spade, but, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not in there just trying to find something on another YouTube dude or 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 a podcast or something like that just to, you know, for, for any kind of recognition. But so if you send me some information, if somebody would send me some about Gil or sent me some about anybody, you know, and they another and, and, and they own, you know, YouTube or, or a podcast. And I'm a I'm a triple check, bro. You know what I mean? Just to make sure that this ain't a setup for me to jump out there, you know, and and and, and start something with a dude with some false information because they doing what I'm doing or in the same lane or something of that nature, you know. So, you know, um uh like you say, he could have did, you know, more due diligence, you know what I mean? And uh but at the same time he didn't. So uh, did he come back and, like you say, try to rectify the situation, though? Had, did he call Gil personally? Did he get on the phone with him? Did he say, my bad? Did he, you know, because in a situation like that, even if it was my enemy, homie, I got to apologize if I said something out there like that. 
you know, that damn, you know, what, what, what degree of, you know, uh, 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 man and up did he, did he, did he, did he take, you know, in order to rectify? Do you know? Yeah, I would say he, he bowed it all the way down, completely apologized, but I'm not concerned about the apology because that's an automatic, that's a no brainer. I'm concerned about the, right, the right. lack of due diligence, the lack of checking it up, the lack of calling around. You know, when a lot of people get paperwork in LA that know me, they get paperwork, they call me and hey, they say, yo, Alex, I know you know this courtship better than I do. I need you to check something for me. That's doing due diligence. This guy, right, right. this guy absolutely called no one. He just ran with it. And, and that's the problem that I have. And it's not just him. I'm not here to attack any one person. It's just the, 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 because of the prevalence of fake paperwork, there is a lack of checking it because you might he might be your enemy or you don't like his get down on YouTube. So it's easier for you to just smut his name on on social media. And once you do that, it's some most of this stuff is irreversible. I mean, he deleted his video. But guess what? This other YouTuber copied it and reacted to it. So it's it's still on the Internet. And, you know, you, you do I think you do a permanent type of damage, even though you apologized. No, no doubt. You can't reel that in. You know what I mean? That's why I say, you know, earlier, you know, bad news travel fast, man. And some people never get the real. Some people never could, you know, they, they, it, the situation that they may be in, this would be the last they heard that, 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 you know, uh, uh, you know, a negative something about Gil, you know what I mean? Um, so, so I get it. No, a hundred percent. You know, you call somebody a rat, you call somebody a chomo, it's more people that's going to hear the negative than hear the, oh no, it was a mistake. You know what I mean? So, um, no, it's, it's 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 definitely damning, you know what I mean. But at the same time, you know, I I do believe that there's some people on the on on the, on the, the net, you know, the, that I don't know personally, that I do just see on YouTube or I do just see on you know podcasting that that when I hear if I heard something about them, just for me seeing they get down on 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 the podcast, like I say, man, I would just triple check. You know, before I even, you know what I mean, went down that road, I would make sure my information is solid before I say something about the next man, period. You know, opposed to talking about a, a event or a, or or news story or something like that. You know, because some of this shit, like I say, do come with repercussion, but it do come with with damage. You know, when you try to fuck up somebody's name, you know that's why I say, man, Gil Gil should want to get down over that. But you know, I mean, that's how he, you know, he handled how he handled it. But at the same time, man, you know that's. That's fucked up that that got out there like that. And I think the point that you said earlier is really important that the, the prevalence of fake paperwork makes it very difficult for someone to present real paperwork. And I, I want to know, did you expect people to challenge your paperwork when you presented that paperwork um, online about a year ago? Because there was, I don't know, I would say a lot of pushback, but there was an amount of pushback that surprised me. No, it, was, it, it, it shocked me. You know what I mean? You know, it, it, it shocked me. Just to be honest with you, you know, um, I didn't realize because somebody may be somebody, you know, an Internet sensation or, you know, a, a deemed as credible. You know what I mean? That, uh, you know, when I hear some, you know, uh, uh, when I said something that, you know, people were skeptical, you know what I mean? I know people didn't know who I was or, or things of that nature. But if they would have just did their homework, you know what I mean? And saw who I was, you didn't, you would have known that I wasn't no motherfucker joke myself. I just wasn't on the internet. You know what I mean? Um, so, um, like I say, I didn't never believe in a million years that I would have had that much pushback, you know, but at the same time, you know, that's even what made me stand on it even harder, you know what I mean? Just based on, you know, uh, 
you know, y'all don't know who y'all fucking with. I'm FG. You know what I mean? So, but um, I'm not gonna ever smut no dude up, you know, and don't have the facts. I'm not here to, you know, I got a lot of oh man, he just jealous or he just want a podcast. No, I don't want yeah. shit. I wanted somebody to keep my name out their mouth. You know what I mean? And when you spoke on me, you know, just like in the streets, homie, you know, I, you know, I'm 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 gonna speak back. You know, uh, we getting a little older in life, so you know, of course, I don't handle the the the, 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 the missions like I do. You know, to handle the situation the same, but at the same time, homie, you know, yeah, I had a lot of pushback. A lot of people just didn't want to believe it. You know, and uh, but at the same time, you know, I ain't gonna never push nothing on nobody, no enemy, no friend, no homie, no nobody. If it negatively. And, and, and it don't be accurate, you know? Well, I think that now in 2023, I, I believe that your your story has prevailed. There might be a few people in, in, in the corners somewhere that still challenge it. But overall, I think your your story did prevail. Uh, how do you feel uh, in 2023 about it? Well, what I actually felt, Alex, you know what I mean, that I realized it was more rats out there than than, than we uh, think, you know what I mean? There was a lot of other rats that was mad at me for exposing them, you know what I mean? You know, um, you know, instead of somebody shitting, I, I, I took a close look at the people who sit there and say, you know, that I was lying, opposed to the people that just, you know what I mean, um, you know, really, really don't want you know, rats to be exposed, you know what I mean? So, um, of course, you know, if you a chomo, you don't want no other chomo to be exposed <laughs> either. You know what I mean? So I took a fine look at the people who was questioning what I was doing or why I was doing it and things of that nature, because at the same time, you know, where we come from and a lot of you dudes to talk about y'all street dudes, y'all should have been standing right behind me a million percent saying, you know, you know, this dude came out just, just strong, just saying, making some, 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 saying some hell of a truth, you know what I mean? Ain't backing down off nothing. You know, we, you know, he, he gotta be real with it. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like I say, you got a lot of people that, you know, don't want to, you know, they didn't told to, you know what I mean? So, um, when you, you, you get to talk about these real dudes and these paperworks and then this, you know, it's like the, 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 the rats is kind of, um, excelling based on anytime some paperwork come out now, oh, it's fake. Oh, that, oh, that's fake. That's fake. And I guess that's the excuse they're going to use to, to, to get by. Oh, man, that's fake. You know, but why would somebody put out some fake paperwork? I don't know. I, I don't. Why would somebody waste their time? You know, you got to be a cold dude to make up some fake paperwork on the dude. You know, if he's solid, he's solid. If you don't like it, just say you don't like him. You know what I mean? Just say, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know, dude, or I, I just don't like to do, you know what I mean? And, and, and then keep it 100, you know, say what it is and, and, and you will get more respect, you know, doing that, you know, uh, Gunner may take a hit on his situation, not by default, you know, like I say, not to say he was just trying so hard to, like you say, put no fake paperwork out there, but his credibility could take a, take the next time he say somebody a rat, you know, they might, people going to double check, wanting to double check, you know what I mean? You know, so like I say, you know, um, you know, um, you, you got to be kind of mindful uh, when you put a dude out there, be ready to have all the facts lined up. You on mute. And, 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 you and reach out to people like myself because I do my due diligence. I will literally go downtown to the courthouse. I will literally go into the archives if need be. I will go into the basement and sit there and, and wait for an hour for them to go in the back, wherever they go, and pull up a file. Um, you know, it, it's worth doing that before you run to the Internet <laughs> wanting to smut somebody. Uh, I wanted to show this um, this this little image that that was sent to me. This this 
this case right here that I have, it belongs to a guy named Jose Tejada. But as you as you can mm-hmm. see here, FG, they put Guillermo Tejada. That's Gil's name, and and everything else here is is true, right? And then then right. at the bottom, they added this fake paragraph about North Hollywood boys, you know, his barrio. And so this part is fake. But all this uh, all these numbers, these Cal apps, these uh, case citations, all of that is real. And they just put uh, Gil's name in there and took out, I believe, Jose's name. Uh, so I guess it has a it, it comes with a little bit of legitimacy. But if you look real close, um, if you pull this up into a document, you can tell that it was doctored. And um, oh, here's another thing they did. They changed the year on it. This uh, the procedural history part of this uh, is supposed mm-hmm. to be 1992. They changed it to 1996. Uh, mm. So they changed a few things to make it seem like, OK, this is really American Cholo's paperwork. But I'm here to tell you that this, all of this is fake. Um, and also, Gil would be in the Megan's Law database if this was true. So, um, unfortunately, uh, this is what we're dealing with. And and the last thing I want to say is, in your case, FG, there were FBI surveillance photos that identified who the confidential informant witness was. You're in those same photos, and everyone should know that... Um, that you, you know who's in those photos with you, and you know you know when those photos were taken, and you know who was in those photos with you when they was taken. No, nah, no doubt. You know, like I say, man, I would have had to be a cold dude just to make up some shit like that, and then try to justify it, even with the photos and this, you know, things of that nature, man. You know, not to mention, man, you know, I'm from East Side Compton, homie, and you can't get away with that. Linwood Compton, wise man, you you can't just do that shit on the east side, man, and just expect you to just no 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 pushback, you know, from the from from the homies. You know what I mean? So, you know, when they see that I was still walking around the hood and still doing what I'm doing, man, and homies wasn't coming in saying shit, you know, then how's y'all gonna come in and say some shit? You know what I mean? But um, you know, um, like you say, but once it's a celebrity or once it's somebody that people like or once it's you know, um, a movie star. When they people hear negative stuff about them, Alex, they do be reluctant to, you know, to 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 um, to uh, believe them. You know what I mean? You know, people. You know, you had the R. Kelly situations. You know, people didn't believe that. You know what I mean? He was convicted of it. You know, and got a significant amount of time behind it. You know, and uh, and uh, but when you initially hear stuff, you don't want to believe it. I get that part. You know, but when the facts come out, man. You got to believe it, man. It should be real. No doubt. And um, unfortunately, the people are going to have to believe also that it looks like Tory Lanez is going to prison. There is uh, at this point, there is no hope for him to escape going to prison. His uh, his attempt to try to remove the judge off the case was uh, failed. And I wrote this article, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, FG, that I, that once the prosecutors filed their motion for extra time, I, I I did some math on it, and I wrote an article thinking that, damn, they're going to go for 19 years. But uh, we just learned, FG, that the prosecutor wants 13 years for what Tory did, man. Um, what's your whole take on that 13-year sentence that they're asking for the judge to give him? Oh, hey, man, 13 better than 20. You know what I mean? I thought they was going to ask for a dub, you know, so if they asked for the 13. I believe they may went went with a number that maybe if they went with the, the 20, the judge be like, okay, they just trying to go for the max. 
with the 13, it seemed like they may have, you know, went in there and took some consideration, to, you know, to ask for that sentence because they may have went in there and took consideration to ask for 13. The judge may, you know, um, actually work with them on that. You know what I mean? You know, and sometimes, like you say, you know, you, you shoot for the moon, you get a star. So even with the 13, man, they may, you know, OK, y'all ask for the 13, but we're going to give him 11. You know, that's a lot of time, Alex. You know what I mean? So, um we definitely going to see how that pans out, man. And uh, the 13, man. Yeah, I, I, I understand where the prosecutors are coming from. But just, you know, as, as, a, as, a, as a human being, man, 13, that's a lot of that's a lot of time. You know, that's yeah, a lot of time. I, I think 13 is a little too much. But I understand um, Tory did some things to piss off the prosecution. Tory did some things to piss off the judge that most defendants would not do. And, and I think right. that's playing into it. I think if he would have stayed quiet, stayed off the Internet, tried to fight his case, he could have ended up with maybe a six, seven, eight year sentence somewhere in there. I know they're saying nine years is the minimum. But keep in mind, the judge has the discretion of running sentences concurrently or consecutively. That's the judge's choice. So even though nine has been said as the minimum, uh, another minimum could have been six because between six, seven, eight. So. I think if he would have acted differently, he could have probably got a sentence um, less than nine, maybe around six or seven years. So I think that his antics are playing a role in the sentence that the uh, the prosecution's asking in that 13 years. No, no doubt. Speaking of antics that, you know, when it comes to these court procedures, man, I'm, I'm going to do a, um, I got a video I need to upload it about some antics that uh, went on in a 1997 uh, gun case that I had in Torrance, California. And, um, and antics do play a part of it, man. You know, the things you do, you know, the things you say, you know, the way you act, the the the, the disrespect that you can have in the courtroom with gestures and things of that nature. Alex, they play a role, bro. You know what I mean? So um, I agree with you 100 percent on that, man. He could have he could have did it different. You know what I mean? And, but these dudes sometimes just don't understand that that shit plays a part. You know, they don't judge and the prosecutor. Don't forget the slick shit you might say or the gestures you might do or, you know, the things of that nature. So uh, the nonchalantness you may have, you know, all those things play a factor. So, yeah, you're right. Now, on there that. was a, a brother that went on trial a few months ago. I don't think we spoke about it on Streets and Scholars, but he defended himself in a case where he took his car and ran over a whole bunch of people. I think he killed five or six people and he defended himself. But during. Right, right. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man. So this is a good example yeah. of you want to piss the judge off? Go watch that trial. It's on YouTube, and um, and and he he got he got all day. He, he's never gonna see the light of day, and 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 that's yeah. partly because of how how much he pissed off that judge. Yeah, I remember that situation. All right, man. man. Um, lastly, here, uh, anything else you want to say about the uh, Tory getting this? Um, well, he didn't get thirteen years. Let's just make that clear. Right, right. He's he. They ask him for it, but now nah, we just gonna watch and see what actually yeah. happened. You know, uh, his uh, uh, um, sentences are coming up, so we gonna just to see what how that goes. Yeah, I'll be in court next week for that, and uh, I'll report to the Streets and Scholars listeners on our next episode what he eventually get gets. Uh, I, I do think that the judge is pissed also because you know Tory called the prosecution corrupt, and then he said the ju the judge wasn't doing his job right. Mm -hmm. So he might get um, he might get that 13. I mean, the judge might just be like, all right, uh, I'm going to give you the 13. And that's end of story for for Tory. Mm -hmm. and, and all he's got to hope on is an appeal. 
that might come down the pipe in a couple of years from now. Those appeals aren't um, immediate. They're not overnight. But uh, lastly, man, let's talk about Travis Rudolph, man, because uh, I think we call this one. We call this one right on the money, man. Uh, Travis Rudolph, the former NFL player from Florida that shot up. He shot up the people that came to shoot up his shit, basically. And he killed one. He killed a guy named Sebastian, Sebastian Jean Jacques. So he was on trial for basically uh, one count of murder and three counts of attempted murder. And they found, bro, not guilty on everything. Yeah, no doubt. You know what I mean? At the same time, man, look, he was in there fighting for his life. Um, could have went a couple ways based on how the laws are wrote down there in Florida, man, you know, but I'm glad he, he prevailed, man. You know, the boy needed to be exonerated from that case. Um, people shouldn't be able to just come over and do anything they want to, to you at your house. You know what I mean? So I believe that the jurors looked at it in that way. I believe they looked at it if, if they was in the same situation. Um, you know, they caught, tried to come in different circumstances about, you know, there was other people in the car. How did you, um, 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 shoot every shoot everybody, you know. So at the end of the day, um, I believe that justice prevailed. <laughs> at the end of the motherfucking day, you know, justice prevailed. Man. Yeah, a hundred percent. Well, the 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 main issue the or the qu- question in the trial was was the the first one was did the did the guys that came to his house point guns at him? And then the second issue was once they retreated, once those four guys were driving off, driving away, was mm-hmm. was Travis shooting at the car now not self-defense anymore? So uh, that yeah. was kind of like I was thinking that if you got some hardcore juries on the stand, they might say, yeah, Travis, you, you continued to shoot while they were retreating. Um, but, you know, that was the only two issues that he had to worry about. Yeah, but those could have been the two issues that got him a life sentence or got him convicted, at least. You know, um, I ain't going to say a life sentence, but got him convicted. You know, those two sentences right there, I did, like I say, prosecutor prosecutor said something that I won't forget, you know, because sometimes, you know, like I say, we got to learn from shit. We got to keep shit in mind. You know what I mean? And once he said, he said, uh, self-defense in, uh, murder uh, begins when self-defense in. You know what I mean? Right. And and so I thought with that line right there, Alex, they was going to eat that up and, you know, go right. maybe go the other way on him, you know, but but uh, they, they they stuck to their guns, man, and let cut the boy loose. Yeah, man, they did stick to the guns. And, and even, I'm going to say this, even if they weren't pointing guns at him at that moment because I think the law requires that uh, the threat has to be that clear. But it it, it, it was mm-hmm. clear enough that four dudes came to his porch, knocked on his door. They did have guns. Whether or not they pointed them or not, I, I personally think is irrelevant. I know the law needs the, the law needs those guys to be pointing the gun for Travis's shooting to be legally self-defense but i just think once those four brothers came onto his property knocked on his door and were there under false pretenses because he never assaulted that girl i think everything was was uh allowable at that point no i totally agree you know but sometimes justice don't work like that you know in the eyes of uh these jurors and prosecutors um as you see the kind of prosecutor was aiming for his head bro you know what i mean and um I don't. I'm sure you got to. I don't know if the public got a chance to see when they had the female detective on the stand. You know, um, she didn't do anything, Alex, to investigate. You know, the 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 other people. 
You know, she arrested uh, uh, Travis and 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 shit. It in the story. You know, she didn't go do her homework really on what happened. She felt they had an air lock tight, uh, 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 airtight case, and uh, just what she had. But she didn't even go really do all the homework to what the other people did to warrant this. Her ideology just was, you know, this dude is wrong. He going to prison. You know, so um, yeah, man, it was crazy. Now the question is, uh, a lot of people asking me, do I believe that? Dominique Jones, the woman that put this whole thing in motion, can she be charged now? Uh, she definitely did some things that you can say were illegal and criminal, but I think that after they charge whoever they wanted to charge, which is Travis Rudolph, and they were unsuccessful, I think it's the end of the case. I don't think they're going to go backpedal and now try to find somebody else guilty. No, no doubt. But at the end of the day, man, she was a real piece of shit for what she did. You know, the way she handled it, um, how she even tried to, you know, the nonchalant, like I say, her in court being nonchalant with the with the with the the uh, uh, defense attorneys and, and things of that nature, man, you know, and, and we were just talking about that shit play a role. Her getting up there saying some of the shit and acting the way she act on the stand, man, you know you know, probably even help sway some jurors like, man, this girl is a piece of shit and this dude shouldn't be in this situation, you know? So that's what we mean by, you know, you know, one's, um, how a person act in court, you know, cause when they had her up on the stand, she was very, you know, um, a matter of factly, you know, and, 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 and didn't seem like she had no remorse for her cousin or Travis, you know? So, um, yeah, those things play a, a, a role. I believe as a family member, I probably would have kicked her ass you know what i mean you know as an auntie or uh you know what i mean somebody somebody auntie somebody should have you know put some hands on her or something you got somebody killed you almost got another dude you know a, a, a long lengthy prison sentence you know and it seemed like you don't even you ain't even tripping you know so all right let me play this clip of of travis coming out of court after he was found not breaking guilty tonight, on acquitted on all counts. That is how the trial ended for former FSU and NFL football player Travis Rudolph. WPTV's Chris Gilmore reaching out to both sides of the courtroom for a reaction. A lot of emotions spilling over today at the Palm Beach County Courthouse. The state saying they don't agree with the jury's verdict. The defense team and Rudolph's family saying they couldn't be happier. Hey, I just want to say uh, one thing to our listeners that that guy doing the news story is black, but he is in his news voice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, a, lot of, a lot of these brothers, man, they don't talk the way they really talk when they do the when, right, 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 right. These, right, these right. news guys, man, it it always just uh, it just trips me out. Yeah, nah. they, they put on this whole new voice, but uh, this is um, Chris Gilmore reporting for WPTV in in uh, Miami. Here we go. The jury's verdict. The defense team and Rudolph's family saying they couldn't be happier. There were no shortage of tears. Prayers. And hugs today in the Palm Beach County Courthouse. Your life is in 12 jurors' hands. That, that's a scary feeling. So definitely was nervous. And, um, you know, we definitely pray a lot. We have our wavering faith. So Travis Rudolph cleared on the first degree murder and three first degree attempted murder charges against him. The case stems back to a deadly shooting in April 2021 after an argument with Rudolph's alleged girlfriend. Rudolph's older sister, Tyranny Coleman, says the key evidence in this case was her family's testimony. Also applauding the defense attorneys. I think that Mark did a really, really good job exposing the truth and allowing the jury and the world to see what really happened. Rudolph says more than anything, he looks forward to his life 
getting back to normal. And I finally got my freedom back. I can get back to my life, man. Thank you, God. Thank you for just making this day happen. And I love you. Yes, we wanted to reach out to both sides and heard back from the state attorney's office, their spokesperson, saying this, and I quote, Although you may disagree with the jury's verdict, it's their job to determine from the facts whether a defendant is guilty or not guilty. We respect the jury's decision. Our thoughts are with the victims and their families in this case. All right, that's Chris. Chris Gilmore. That's Chris Gilmore. Uh, I said Miami a second ago. It's Palm Beach County. And uh, that's Chris Gilmore in his news voice. Because I... No, no, I doubt. guarantee you, Chris Gilmore, don't talk like that. <laughs> right. Hey, as soon as he take that tie off, man, to get that mic out of his face, you know what I mean? He probably tell my man, slide, roll, roll that joint up, man, roll that blood. But, but uh, at the same time, Alex, um, you know, like I say, he was acquitted, man. You know, unfortunately, uh, dude, dude did lose his life, you know, uh, over some foolishness. Once again, you know, once again, over some foolishness behind a female. And one thing I hate to see is, you know, I know men go at it sometimes, but at the same time, when it's behind a female, when it's behind a bra, I'd be highly disrespect, disappointed in men itself. You know, um, when I even see homies arguing over a female or backbiting another man, you know, to, to get at a female, that shit disgusts me, man, you know. Um, but um, the dude... Um, Definitely still got to watch his back, though, Alex. I don't know if he planned on staying in the same neighborhood or living in the same area. But just to be honest with you, you did kill a person. You did kill somebody, family member, you know, not saying you didn't have the right to do so. I'm saying that somebody still lost a loved one. Somebody still might want to answer for that. You know what I mean? So, you know, bro, go and move up out of town to, to live your life comfortably, you know, and uh, watch your back, man. You know, because unfortunately, man, sometimes, you know, shit we do. You know, whether it's a year from now, five years from now, somebody might want to answer, you know, so just 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 be careful out there. young Just brother. keep that AR-15 real close, man. <laughs> but man. I want to um, I want to make a correction in the letter that uh, Chris Gilmore, the news guy, was reading from the prosecution. He called he mm -hmm. called Sebastian Jean Jacques a victim. And check this out. When you're acquitted on self-defense, the guy you killed is not a victim anymore. Oh damn! Yeah, I didn't know legally that. he's not a victim anymore because that a victim suggests that you there's a crime committed, but if it's self defense, mm -hmm. if it's self defense, there is no crime. Therefore, he's not a victim. So I just hmm. want to point that out. My my last question before we wrap this up, FG, is that we heard testimony from from Travis that he said that he wants to get back into football. He actually did have a contract to play in Canada two years ago when this all happened. Him not being on the on the gridiron for the last two years, do you think, I mean, as talented as he was at FSU, do you think he can get back into the game, get that contract with, with Canada, and possibly make it on an NFL squad again? He's only 20, and also, he's 27 years old, so he's still young. Okay, well, I was going to ask you that. You know, he's 27, Alex, but actually 27 in football years is, 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 is you know, above mid-age in football, you know. Um, but – he could be talented enough to do it. I mean, I've seen people do it, especially you go into the Canadian League, you know. Um, so it, it, it's possible. You know, they may have a pay number over there for him. He may be able to go work out. You know, it may give him motivation to work out harder and be better. You know, sometimes people go through things in their life to make them a better person all the way around. This could be one of them for Travis. Um, 
So, you know, um, but he definitely, you know, like I say, get out there and live his life. I don't know if, you know, they would want to um, employ him based on, you know, the 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 um, the scrutiny from the uh, trial and all that. But uh, physical wise, yeah, he may be able to get out there and go do somebody is coming up on 30, which is, you know, pretty much an older age in football. He may want to, uh, you know, look into make sure he have his a. Uh, his uh, his background he may i'm sure he got a degree maybe um he may just want to pursue some other options as well though all right man well, we're gonna have to wrap this up because i gotta get to my son's graduation man let the people know where they can tap in with you fg man tap in with me on instagram at f general one tap in with me on uh youtube at fg unleash um i gotta upload a couple new videos i may not have those for you real soon all right man and uh, street tv is the platform where we post video clips and tap in with me follow my uh, twitter and instagram page alex alonso 101 and thanks for tapping in with another fire episode of streets and scholars yeah.